Hello and welcome to Behind the Bearcat with Northwest Career Services, where we chat with Northwest faculty and staff members to hear about their career path, how they came to Northwest, and any advice they have for students. Uh, I am the Career Services Internship Coordinator, Travis Klein. And I'm Hannah Christian, Assistant Director of Career Services. And today we have Stancy Bond. Senior, Stancy Bond. Bond. James Bond. Yes. Stancy Bond. Stancy yes. Bond. <laughs> <laughs> who is a senior instructor in the Department of Language, Literature, and Writing. Very good, yes. All right. <laughs> yes, well, it's great welcome. to be here. Thank you very much for having me on. I'm looking forward to talking about myself for at least 10 minutes. Right? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's what teaching is, is talking about yourself and your experience, right? Absolutely. <laughs> well, okay, so senior instructor, for my first question is how is that different from a junior instructor? Because uh, I'm assuming you were that before you were a senior well, instructor. Well, I was just a plain instructor. Oh, right? I got you. senior instructor. So <laughs> it just means that I've applied for our promotion here at Northwest, and so I've been able to attain that through service and through uh, scholarship and service to students so it's just and my teaching ability abilities as well so it's just a, a, a level up right so it's does a, that take us is it a specific amount of time or it do is you, you have to be on staff for a number of years before you are eligible to apply and um yeah it's so a, how long have you been at northwest so this is my seventh year so you need to be um in your sixth year of teaching and then you apply for senior instructor gotcha so, yeah love love my time here at northwest. so obviously you have a little bit of a <laughs> And a twang here. You so think? where are you from, Stancy? <laughs> oh, where hey. are you from? Well, I'm a native of Mississippi. Oh, I grew up in gotcha. a little town that's about halfway between Memphis, Tennessee, and Jackson, Mississippi. It's called Grenada. Um, very small town. It's much like Maryville, actually. And, and I don't live in Maryville. I live in Savannah, and it's a great deal like living in Savannah. So it's it's not a stretch to be here in the Midwest. <laughs> so it's good stuff. So, all right, so I always like to start this little meander through everyone's sure. history with their first job experience. So, and my definition of job always, you have to have been paid for your work sure. and not by your parents. Oh, so okay. So pa parental payment does not count for me as gotcha. first job. Okay, so there's, um, can, I, can I go with two? Would sure. that be okay? Yeah. So I did have a parental job, but it wasn't a parental job. My parents ran the Future Farmers of America camp in oh, Mississippi. Oh, wow. So they, my mother uh, prepared the meals daily, and so we were paid by the FFA Association. So mom said, come go to work at 5 o'clock in the morning. And so Stancy you were cooking. Got up, all right. I can cook, sister. Oh, well, I, see, I learn all kinds of things right? here. So I did a shift in the, at the at the FFA camp, cooking from five to two every day, and um, got tired of that very quick, right? And then I started working at Walmart. So I worked my way through high school and college at Walmart, and um, really enjoyed working at at Walmart. It was a great community. Um, worked in Walmart actually in three different locations in Mississippi. Um, so. Yeah. Did you? So, what was your job title at Walmart? Well, I started out. It was a great cashier. A checker. Yeah, yeah. A checker. All right. Cashier, and I moved up to the service desk, and then I actually worked in electronics and um, rounded my time out in the fantastic photo booth. Right. Oh. So, if you need some the, film yeah. processed, I'm your girl. Gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, we were talking to Todd earlier today about film. Ah. Nobody uses film Nobody anymore, uses right? Film, right? It's even an anomaly to have a printed out picture in I these know. days. So <laughs> that's kind of interesting. But that, that photo job was um, great fun. You saw lots of stuff. Lots of pictures. <laughs> lots I'm of sure. pictures. That's, that's the downfall these days of no film. That's right. <laughs> um, okay, so you, work, you worked at Walmart. Yes. So when you went to college... 
what was your plan? What did you study? Where did you go to college Sure. At? Um, so I went to the University of Southern Mississippi, and that's actually in South Mississippi. It was a great leap from somebody from the small town in the North Mississippi to, to go, to, go South? to South Mississippi. So none of my friends, I knew no one when I went to college, which was a lot of fun, right? Mm-hmm. You just reinvent yourself as college kids do. Um, and I, my major was journalism with an emphasis in public relations. Mm. So, um, you know, that's kind of a basic broad, broad scoped major. I didn't have any definite plans. In fact, when I, I did an internship actually um, at this huge advertising agency, they had a division of public relations. And um, I thought, these people don't have a life. They're working 70 hours a week. Um, they're, their work they're is stressed tedious. out. They're yeah. stressed. They're divorced. They're not happy. Why do I want to do this? <laughs> that's, <laughs> so, that's a good point. Right? You can yes. see the dirty underbelly know, of those, right? those that's jobs. That's the internships, right? right? Yeah. Give you that perspective. And so I graduated thinking, I don't really want to work in an advertising firm. Um, and I had no idea what to do from well, there. So did you have like a little crisis there? Because I mean, you're, right? Well, yeah. You, you, you have this degree and then you're like, oh, I don't oh, really want to work in this field. Right. So my parents sent me right down to the employment office, right? <laughs> <laughs> As they do. They tell you to go do something. And when you're under their roof, you do yep. it. So I went down to the employment office and a Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi was hiring for people who paid and processed claims. And had absolutely nothing to do with my degree. Got a job right out of college, though, paying $13,000 a year. All right. I don't know. That was substantial in 1995, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I got a little experience under my belt and got married and um, thought I was going to actually have to quit Blue Cross and was fortunate enough to get a position in a six-person office in their Hattiesburg, Mississippi um, regional office. And so I was working in the marketing department, which actually was a little bit better fit with my degree. I was able to pull on some of those skills to work in the marketing department and applied for a promotion. My husband and I moved right up to Memphis, Tennessee, but we actually lived in Mississippi. Um, and that kind of has a little bit to do with the rest of my story. My husband quit working while I was I was promoted to a regional sale, sales representative, and my husband went back to school to get his Ph.D. So... Working at Blue Cross for a long time, he graduates. We have a couple of kids, right? And he thinks, oh, let's move. I thought, well, okay, <laughs> let's move. So we moved to Little Rock for two years for his job where he was uh, working at the University of Arkansas in Little Rock. And that was just not a good fit. You know, you find a job that, that pays the bills but is not necessarily sure. a great fit for you. Um, and so my, during that time, I went back to school and got another undergraduate degree in English which I've always had a passion for. In fact, I had a minor in English at Southern Miss. The, um, so he uh, started the job search again, and this little other local college in St. Joseph, Missouri, popped up on our radar, and he's a big believer in signs. So he goes to um, his interview, and there's on campus at Missouri Western is this building called the Kit Bond Incubator, and our mm-hmm. son's name is Kit, Kit Bond. As <laughs> <laughs> crazy as it sounds, that was his sign. He said, we needed to be here. So we moved, and we um, decided to live in Savannah. It was a little bit of a commute for him, but I wanted to go back to school and get a graduate degree, and that was when I was first introduced to the fabulousness that is Maryville and Northwest Missouri State. So very happy to be here. Um, graduated with my master's degree with a focus like in composition and teaching, teaching composition and, um, and writing, and was fortunate enough to land a job as an instructor here, and the rest is history. It's been, it's been a whirlwind of an experience, and 
I have to say that this has been the best job I have ever, ever had. Um, I'm just nosy enough that this Better student- than Walmart photo <laughs> department? I mean, Can I you don't believe know. it, right? Um, I think probably the dirt that I hear as a teacher is way better than the pictures I looked at at Walmart. I'm just saying, because I'm just nosy enough to ask and get in students' and business. And, and they will tell you, right? Yeah, they absolutely, will share. Yeah. Absolutely. The, uh, this is the job that if I won the lottery, I wouldn't quit. Right. Mm-hmm. So if I might, if I had advice to offer students, that would be what it would be. Find that job. And it's so cliche and I just hate to even repeat a cliche, but find that job that you love doing, that you get up every morning looking forward to meeting the people that you work with. And it truly will be the be- best blessing. The thing life that changing, you will, life right? changing. Yes. They're very affirming. So. so one thing that you mentioned was that you went back to school to get your graduate degree yes, as a non-traditional student much For later sure. in life. So how was that? How was that experience of school different from like a traditional undergraduate experience? So the, the second I did get a second undergraduate degree first mm-hmm. and that emphasized English. Um, and that was not too bad. But going back to school as an adult in my 30s with two children that were, you know, in elementary school, um, that was tough. That was real tough. In fact, I'm going to be, let me just tout a little bit here. I'm going to do the last lecture series at the end of this month on Tuesday the 29th. So there you go. Students come out and see and talk to me again. I'll be telling these exact same stories. They don't change, right? Um, (laughs) But that's at five o'clock in the Union Ballroom. What day Um, is it? That's the 20, Tuesday the 29th, I believe. Of October? Of October. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, now I've lost my train of thought. Uh, we you went back about. to school. <laughs> oh, yeah, I went back to school. school. Master's yeah. degree. So that would be my best advice is also is to make sure you do the degrees, the degrees that you want to do. You know, working is fine and going to school, but make sure you get those degrees done early um, before you have a, a mortgage, two car payments. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, that kind of limits Hockey your, payments. your freedom, right? Ballet, <laughs> ballet payments, no, dance, dance lessons. Did you approach lessons. school differently? Much After differently. you were an adult? Okay, let's just be real. I had to go back and get the second degree because I partied like a rock star when I was in Hattiesburg, <laughs> Mississippi and had a very poor GPA, right? I gotcha. You can recover from that poor GPA. It's very difficult. Um, but I got the second degree and um, had like a 4.0 in the second degree. And then when I came to Northwest, I had a really good GPA. Now that also has to do something with our our faculty here at Northwest um, as well. But they and they and their adaptation of an adult student and how they they assist you and help you and and give you all the resources to be successful. So it was really a different experience, not one that I would recommend. <laughs> so another question based on that, uh, we talked to Pat Emmel and he was talking about going from an undergrad straight into graduate school and then teaching about how that was oh, kind wow. of a mind shift to go from, sure. hey, six months ago I was I was the student and now I'm the teacher. So you did your master's degree a little bit later. Right. So was that transition easier for you to go from, hey, I'm in grad school now I'm teaching you guys. I think it was very easy uh, transition. In fact, that's also let me just advice number three, right? That <laughs> um, figure out what you're good at before you get started in your career path. Um, I my parents are both teachers, um, and I always said oh, I don't want to be a teacher. I don't want to be like my parents. I don't want to be a teacher. But even my career through Blue Cross, um, I was always an educator. I, I taught group groups how to understand their health insurance benefits. I taught agents how to write policies. I always have been teaching 
but just I haven't been that in the classroom. And I think maybe that was the defining moment for me. I remember talking to um, Dr. Robin Gallagher, Gallagher, who was my mentor for my graduate degree here. And I, I, she let me teach one of her classes by myself. And I came down to her office afterwards and I said, oh my God, I'm a teacher. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> she said, well, I knew. <laughs> so. so so, finally getting that class on your own? Yes. What, how did you know? Like, did it make you feel good? Like, what? how did you know that you liked to do that? You know, I always look for in students a light bulb moment when they understand the concepts that you're teaching and when they um, something clicks for them. And in that moment, the lesson that I taught that day um, was over nothing special. I don't even remember what it was over, but I saw two students get it. And I thought, oh, my gosh, they have just learned. They just learned. And so it's that moment that I look for in each student. And being able to inspire that in, in students, man, that's that's premium. That's premium. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you mentioned your husband worked at Mo West. Does he still work at Mo oh, West? Oh, yes, he okay, does. Okay, so there's right? a little family rivalry Well, there. so there's no rivalry. We were clearly better. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Correct answer. Yeah, right. <laughs> so what does your husband teach? Does he also teach? He also teaches, and he is in the communication department at Missouri Western. He teaches public relations classes. So that's kind of how we met in, in in college, uh, we bro- were both on the yearbook staff together, and we both majored in the same thing. So, excellent. Yes. So you mentioned you know not being the most successful undergraduate the first time around. For sure. So if you could go back and kind of do that journey again, there was what advice semester. would you give yourself? It was just one semester. one semester. It was one semester when I was taking sixteen hours, and I had one D, and all Fs. And it was uh, <laughs> 0.45, I believe. So that's oh, wow. where academic forgiveness that's, comes in, right? Oh my right? gosh! If you could just if take I, that academic forgiveness, I would have probably and run had a 3.0. <laughs> and and also the I did not have advisors at a large school like Southern Miss doesn't have the advisor capacity that we have here. That I'm invested in my students and my student students to succeed um and if and you know them and like, i know, you know them, their right. names yes. you know their stories well, and i know their phone numbers right and students who don't who miss my class i'm calling them right and saying where you are i may be calling you while we're in class on speakerphone saying why are you not here today where did you go last night um so you know that yeah um, that's true that's hard to do in a class of 150 right, students right. right and that semester was also um bad the, the 0.45 semester, right? It was bad because none of the classes that I was taking really had anything to do with the degree that I got. So I didn't have to retake them. And even though tuition was way cheaper back then, it just didn't serve any purpose to go back and retake them other than the GPA and and that part was really unfortunate. So forgive, academic forgiveness, man, that would have been all about some stancy <laughs> back <Yeah>. then. <laughs> so... If you had, so you already gave us a couple of pieces yes, of advice. Yes, we're up to three, right? Um, but let's go back to the job thing. So uh, I'm an undergraduate student. I'm a senior. Sure. We'll pretend. I like to pretend. I'm an English major. Ah. So what advice do you have for me? It seems like there's nothing I can do if I don't want to teach. What do I do as an English major? Well, an English major is is like the d- degree I got, the public relations and journalism degree. It's a very vast, broad-reaching degree. I'm going to tell a little story. I like stories, right? We like stories, too. (laughs) Okay, good. I have a friend, so this is a friend story, but he was a a quality control manager at a huge manufacturing plant in Mississippi, and he had an English degree, and I was always very curious about why in God's name he was in quality control when um, he had an English degree, and he said during his interview, his 
his uh, manager said, do you read Shakespeare? And he said, why, yes, I do read Shakespeare, and I really like Shakespeare. It's, you know, that old English. And um, he said that that's why he was hired, because if he could read Shakespeare, he could read OSHA manuals. Really? Yeah, so <laughs> so I think we we'll have to add that to, like, the interview right? questions Absolutely. list that you yeah. might be asked. Yes, do you read Shakespeare, right? And can you quote it? And what, <laughs> what is one play besides Hamlet that yes. Shakespeare has written? Yes, don't ask me those questions, but um, we have some <laughs> colleagues that I can direct you to for those answers. Do you like to read Shakespeare? <laughs> Shakespeare is not my favorite. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> not my favorite. I prefer feminist literature if we're going to talk about lit. But actually, I don't even teach introduction to literature classes here. That Most instructors do pick up a section of introduction to literature. I prefer just teaching composition, composition. classes. Um, I love my freshmen. I love everything that there is about writing. Um, there's so many different facets to writing. You can go creative writing. You can go to expository writing. I mean, there's just so many different ways to write. Um, you can so are there are there jobs out there like that are just writing? Yes. So how do you yes. get a writing job? So we have quite a few graduates um, at Cerner. And hmm. Cerner is, um, in fact, one of our English... There's a manager, I think, that we always send our students to to talk to at Cerner. I'm sorry, I don't know names. But... Um, We'll they, forgive you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'm sure that I could get that if you needed it upon request, right? But there are um, proofreading jobs, and, of course, Cerner, I believe, is into um, manuals, and so mm -hmm. that's a part of the thing. Technical, they, writing. technical writing portion. And so if you read Shakespeare and you can technically write and you can, you know, no grammar, I think they even do give a grammar test to their interviewees. That's wow. Cool. It's, that's pretty intense. But I would um, I would imagine, and I always encourage students to think about writing as a minor, um, because students, even students like in general degrees like psychology or sociology or in public relations or um, any science degree, that writing minor will really help you in graduate school. So mm -hmm. our students, by and large, are, are leaving here because... We, you know, everybody says that the MA is the new BA, right? So going to graduate school, writing skills are invaluable. I mean, that's what you're graded on is all of your writing. So great skills to have. That's a good point. Absolutely. Yes. I would think, too, having a background in journalism would probably help in those composition classes, it too, because that's a whole does. different kind of writing. Yes. So in our Composition 2 sequence here at Northwest, we teach a multi-genre project. And actually, I... I think that the reason why I love that class so much is because it's not just academic papers. It's different types, it's different of, types writing. of writing. It's looking at rhetoric and it's looking at who your target audience is and who are you writing for and then selecting a message to target to that audience. So I think that, that, that you're absolutely right. That journalism degree and some of that graphic design even mm -hmm. helps a little bit too. And I think um, for students, if you have any kind of broad class experience, like if you've taken graphic design, or I have an advisee that is a science major and a writing minor, and he has taken photography classes. So he has all these skill sets to work at a magazine, um, a science magazine. So I think that the broader your experience here at Northwest, the more marketable you're going to be on the job market. Yeah, Absolutely. that's a good point. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much oh for my being gosh, here thank today. Thank you, so Stancy. Thank you for allowing me to talk today about myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was Behind the Bearcat, and we will talk to you next time. <laughs>